get out your bulletin. There's some notes you can write on uh, today. You know, we're on a series, a short series. We'll end next week. Jimmy Bratcher is actually going to be with us next Sunday. He's going to be speaking on the same lines of a heart of thanksgiving. You know, we have a lot to be thankful for. Just listening to those stories here in the United States, we have a lot to be thankful for. And I want us to make sure that we live a lifestyle of gratitude. Because one of the enemy's traps is to get you to focus on what's going wrong and to be complaining and to be critical. How many's ever been a complainer before? Raise your hand. Uh, if you need to raise your neighbor's hand, go right ahead. Do that. I'll give you permission. Um, we all have entered into complaining and being critical. And what happens is, is that the enemy wants you to be that way. Because it, when you complain and when you're critical about somebody else or someone else or something else, um, you do not give praise to God. It is not praiseworthy. It is not something that honors the Lord. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't confront and that we can't say things are going wrong. But when you complain, that means you continue to talk about it without doing anything about it. You be critical about people. You be critical about, about things that are going on. And this world is messed up. Trust me. I know it's sinful. What do you expect? It's going to be messed up. But a lot of times we'll enter into just complaining about our government, complaining about this world, complaining about people, even people that are close to us, and become critical, and it doesn't do any good. And so we need to watch that because it's a trap of the enemy to stop you from actually doing what God has for you to do and listening to his spirit. You can get complaining where that's, you think that's all, you're, that's all you need to do, but it doesn't do anybody good. Complaining has never helped anybody. Complaining never helps anyone. Being critical never helps anyone. So we have to watch it because that's the way the enemy comes in to steal, kill, and destroy and so what I want to do, I, want, I, want, I don't want to complain. And I've, I've just put it in my heart because I can, I can do that. I can complain. I can be critical. And I've got to watch it because it doesn't help me at all. Now, there's, there's times I'm able to go into other churches. I love to visit other churches. That's just what I do. So if I'm not here, and if I'm all, probably going to be on a Sunday somewhere else. Um, if I'm visiting, if I'm vacationing, I go on, on my vacation, I go to churches. And I go to church. And so sometimes I've caught myself being critical about another church. Because, you know, they don't sing like Kevin does, you know. Or, or you know, they don't preach as great as I do. Never mind, I'm joking. Um, I, never, I really never do that. I, well, maybe once in a while. But anyway, um, but no, I, um, I, I, I get critical. And I, 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 the Lord, you know, rebuked me one day and says, you just missed out on that whole service and missed out what I wanted to do in you. We can grab onto one little thing, and even in a service, a church service, and be at critical or complaining where we miss out what God wants to do in us and through us. You have to watch it. It's okay to say, hey, things can change. Because I have my friends, I, I go, to, go to their church, and they ask me, hey, Sean, what do you think we can change? And I'll tell them, but not with a critical spirit, with what I wanted to help, help them with. And so the whole thing is, a lot of times, is what happens to us it's like, I heard this uh, analogy on this once before. It's like, um, it's between a hummingbird and a, and, a, and a buzzard. You know, what does a buzzard find? Dead things. What does hummingbirds find? Sweet things. You, whatever you're searching for, you're going to find. 
whatever you're searching for. And say, Sean, well, this is, that's just some, some really pop psychology kind of thing. No, it isn't. It's actually the word. Turn to Proverbs eleven twenty seven. Solomon said this. He says, if you search for good, what will you find? Favor. But if you search for evil, what will happen? It will find you. Now, that's, that's interesting, isn't it? If you search for good, you will find favor. But if you search for evil, it will find you. Oh, that's just good stuff right there, right? Have you ever thought about that? That if I, if I search for good, I'm going to find favor. But if I search for evil, it's going to find me. Did you know if you always search for something to complain about, something to be critical about, it evil will find you. So what, what does the word say about that? That not only does a thief come to steal, kill, and destroy, but the, but the evil one, the devil, is like a what? Roaring, lying, seeking whom he may devour. Did you ever realize your complaining and your criticalness opens the door for the enemy to come in and to find you and to have a part in your life? You are actually opening the door. So we don't want to do that. So we want to be, have a heart of thanksgiving. We want to be grateful. And we're not grateful about what we feel or what we see. Everything that we should be grateful about is based on the Word of God. And that's what we need to be grateful. So I'm doing a study right now, personally, in the book of Romans. And we're going to do a whole series on the book of Romans, late spring, early summer. And we're going to go through verse by verse and do a series on that. So I was, I was doing that this week, and I found in Romans chapter 8, really incredible things in Romans chapter 8. So I'm going to give you, and it's going to be like shotgun right now, I'm going to go real fast through them. Eight things that you can be grateful for in Romans chapter 8 because that are based on the Word of God. So if you, if you can't find anything else to be grateful for and you're going through amidst a problem right now, and we all go through problems. How many ever been through a problem before? I mean, you're going through things and sometimes it's hard to find something to be thankful for, right? How many ever been there? This is it. You can be thankful because of these eight things. So number one, This one reason I can be grateful in Romans chapter 8 is because my sins are forgiven and my eternity is secure. Amen? Isn't that good? I am absolutely and completely grateful because my sins are forgiven and my eternity is secure. Paul said this in in, in verse 1 and 2. Therefore, there is now what? No condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus. I mean, I can say that with a smile. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. Amen. I can be thankful just for that, that I am forgiven. I am grateful that my sins are forgiven. They are not remembered. God looks at you and he doesn't see someone sinful. He sees you through the eyes of Christ. He sees someone who is holy, who is his righteousness. Amen. Woo! That's good. Amen. I've got to go on. You guys got to study this later, but I'm grateful for that. Number two, the second reason I'm grateful is because Jesus is at the right hand of the Father God praying for me. Whoop, whoop. I mean, that's, that's just good right there, man. Did you ever think about that? He intercedes for me. He intercedes for you. Look at verse 34. He says, who then is the one who condemns? No, no one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God also interceding for us. What's the word interceding mean? It means to pray, but not just a simple prayer. It's a deep, longing prayer. 
He is at the right, he has the ear of God. He is at, at his ear praying for you and I. Isn't that awesome? Did you think about that? Jesus is praying for you. You don't need anybody else. I mean, you've got it all right there. You've got the Son of God praying for you right now, praying, interceding for you. He's interceding for you on things you don't even know is going to happen yet. He's interceding for you right now with God. God, He has God's ear, and He is interceding for you and I. He's at the right hand of the Father, this deep, Prayer. He's not saying, oh, Lord, just bless him. No, he's praying specifically. He's praying deeply. He's praying long, 24-7 for you and I. Isn't that good? Man, I can be, I, I can take that home right now and thank God and give him praise that God, Jesus himself, is praying for me. Amen. Amen. You have nothing to worry about. If you are a son and child of God, He is praying for you. And listen, I don't care what anybody in this world says. They don't understand prayer. Prayer works. And if Jesus prays it, we know it works, right? Amen. Number three, I'm grateful because my future victory is greater than my present pain. I'm grateful for my future victory is greater than my present pain. Verse 18, Paul said this, I consider that our present sufferings are are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So what, no matter what you're going through right now, it's an opportunity for God to do a miracle. Amen? That what you're going through, this is the thing. It may be really hard. And some of you think, well, Paul, he, what, what does he know? He knows a lot about suffering. He was beaten. He was left for dead. They thought he, he was dead, but he was alive. He was left for dead. He, uh, he was shipwrecked. He was whipped. He, uh, he, he was, he was snake bitten over and over, tortured for his relationship with Jesus. Can you imagine that? He knew what he's talking about. So this is what the thing is. No matter how bad it is, this is something you can be thankful for. It's going to be that much better. God, your victory is going to be that much sweeter, that much greater. That your victory right now is going to be greater. My future victory is greater than my present pain. I don't have to worry that. Worry about that. Because he says, I consider these present sufferings not even worth comparing to the glory of what God is going to do in me. I love that. That's why James says, he says, you can take this, this zealous joy when you go through trials and tribulation. Because it, it develops perseverance and that you may be mature and, and complete, not lacking anything. Isn't that great? Listen, I don't make light of your pain. And I know pain. I know suffering. I don't make light of it. And I tell you what, when someone would come to me and say, Sean, don't worry about it, it's going to be even better. I wanted to punch them in the mouth. Because you don't, you don't feel like it's going to be better, do you? But I want you to know that's so true. That no matter what you're going through now, just think, how hard it is right now for you, your victory is going to be that much better. It's going to be that much greater. Man, I love that. I'm grateful. This is how good my God is, that my future victory is greater than my present pain. I love that. Number four, I'm grateful because my mind is filled with the peace of God. Romans 8, 6, 6 says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. And for those of us in the family of God, 
that we love him and we and we he loves us and we received all that that if we are governed by our our the spirit we don't have to be governed by our flesh anymore but if we govern by the his spirit there's going to be life and there's going to be peace how many has ever had someone come to you when you're going through something that they ask you how can you be so peaceful how can you be so calm well you know because you're you know you're god you know him and you know that nothing's going to hurt you. You know that he's your provider. You know that because you are not being led by your flesh. You are being led and governed by the spirit that is life and peace. That Listen, no matter what. So when something happens, maybe you're not going through anything right now. But when something happens to you, guess what you do? You die to yourself. And you say, God, not my will, your will be done. Not that God is bringing it on you, those things. Sometimes it's you, right? How many's ever brought bad stuff on you? Sometimes it's a friend. How many had a friend bring something bad on you before? And sometimes we don't know where it came from. But what you do is say, God, I'm not going to be led by my flesh any longer. And since, and it may have been you. Maybe you messed up. Maybe you made the mistakes. How many have ever been there before? Well, you repent of that. You change your thinking. You change the way you're going, and you say, God, I choose to go with you because I'm not going to be governed by my flesh, and there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, so God, I, I'm your son. I'm your daughter. And, God, I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to listen to you, and because I listen to you, guess what's going to happen in me? Life and peace. Isn't that good? That you can have life and peace. You know the times I don't have life and peace is when I'm governed by my flesh. Fear, when you enter into fear, is governed by your flesh. I'm going to be speaking about fear in the first of the year. When you're governed by fear, it's, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? You get anxiety. You, you're almost like you're, you're running around with, like a chicken with his head cut off. Don't know where you're going, bumping into things. Don't know what to do. Oh, my, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How many ever been there? I've been there. Anxiety is terrible. What happens is, is that you have opened yourself up and you say, I'm going to be... I'm going to try to do this my own way. But when you're governed by the Spirit, guess, guess what? It's not your way. It's His way. And you submit to His way, and guess what He does? He lets you know His way, and you start living that and walking that out. And that's the great thing. And so I love that, that no matter what, I can have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding if I choose to be governed by the Spirit of God. And my mind will be filled. Number five. Reason I'm grateful from Romans 8 is because of this. If God is for me, who can ever be against me? I love that. If God is for me, verse 31, Romans 8 says this What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 33, the way he says, Who will bring any charge against those who God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Let me explain that. Some of you are thinking, well, well, people's talking about me. Think, people are saying things about me. Listen, trust me. If you're a believer in here, that means you love Jesus and you are following God and you're following His Spirit and you want the move of His Spirit and you want to be radical and you want to go to, to Africa and you want to go help people that aren't going to help you back. Guess what? People are going to talk bad about you because they don't understand you. You are going to be persecuted in this world. There's no if, ands, or what's about. I mean, there's no way around it. You will be persecuted. Thank you, Jesus. It's okay. You mean you're doing something right. Trust me. Just keep on going. But the thing about it is, who cares what people say? 
right? Who cares? Because it doesn't matter. God is for you. Amen? It doesn't matter what people say about you. If you're going after the Lord and you love him, God loves you. He cares for you. He is interceding for you. He has your back. Nothing formed against you will ever prosper. doesn't matter. So why get upset? Because the enemy wants you upset. You know why the enemy wants you upset? He wants you to get offended and have unforgiveness. And when you get offended and you have unforgiveness, you're being led by the flesh, which is what? Death. But we are not those. Right? We are led by his spirit. And I can be thankful because if God is for me, who can be against me? It doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't matter at all. So some of you, God's given visions to do something, right? Step out in faith, to do a ministry, to, to go, go to places. Maybe, you know, start a, maybe there's a country that God has for you to go work in some way, just like maybe some of these other ones that do it. I mean, you don't have to quit your job. You can still do it. I mean, Shelly Lowerly, I mean, she goes, she has this whole ministry she's doing and because of her heart just to do it. She works a job, full-time job. So maybe God's telling you to do that, and people around you say, no, you can't do that. You you don't know how to do that. You're you're no good. Or they look at your, you know, most, especially our friends, they look at our failures more than our our. our what God has done, right? How many's ever had that? But who cares what they think? God is for you. And God has put something on your heart. And what the enemy wants to do, he wants you to listen to these other voices. Stop it. Everybody say, stop it. Stop, stop listening to those voices. Do what God's told you to do. Maybe he's told you to start a business. Maybe he's told you to do something else. But you do it, and who cares if anybody comes around you? You do it. Why? Because God is for you. Who can be against you, man? That's all you need, amen? That's all you need. That's all you need. And then you got Jesus upstairs praying for you. That's even better than your grandmother. Amen? You know, you don't, you don't, you can't get away from a praying grandmother. I know that. <laughs> Amen. The heavenly Father is for me, man. Just think about that. Who can be against? That's Thanksgiving. Listen, you may be going through something hard right now, and it's hard to grasp that that Thanksgiving. But you can grasp this: that your present suffering is not going to be compared to the the victory that's coming. And just grab onto that. Number six. I'm grateful because God's Spirit helps me in my weakness. Paul says this in verse 24, 25, and 26. He says, he says, For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. And look at verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless and gro- wordless groans. You know, it's just, I didn't even think about this on the last service, but not only Jesus praying for you, but apparently the Holy Spirit is too. But he not only prays for you, but when you are weak and you don't know what to do, you don't know what to say, he becomes strong in you. I'd rather have that any day than me being strong. 
God, I'm weak. I need you. That's, That's all he needs. Holy Spirit, rise up in me. Be strong in us. Be strong through us. And I'm grateful that I'm never, ever alone. Not only do I have Jesus praying for me, but I have the Holy Spirit praying for me and empowering me. Even on a bad day, the day that I never, ever want, I get to know God more in a personal way. See, that's the thing. Just to think about this. When everything's crashing down around you, guess what you get to do? See God in a new way. Amen? Because, listen, He knows your pains. He knows what you've gone through. He has been there. He has done that. And He's right there with you. Hold, not only holding your hand, He is praying for you. You know His prayer, you know what His prayers are? Not just to help them now. He is praying for your victory. He is in the future. Already, you know what He is? He is proclaiming. You know what God's prayer is since He is omniscient? He is everywhere. You know what His, his prayer is like? It is saying, hey, this, I'm already here. Look what's happening. I'm already here. Look what I already see. Look what already is happening. You can trust in that. And he will give you a word that will change your life right now. And you don't have to worry because, you know, he is there for you. And when you're weak, he can be strong. He is already proclaiming over you, over you, over you again his word. Amen. When I am weak, he can be strong. That's why I'm grateful that no matter what, I've got him and he's going to be strong in me and rise up. So instead of worrying about tomorrow, whether good or bad happens, for a believer, you don't have to worry at all because it's good in the presence of the Lord. Amen? And when things may fall around me, guess what I get to do? I get to hang out with God. And just at the very beginning, my eternity is secure. See, you are not a 70 or 80 or 90 year old person that's going to live and die. You are an eternal being. And eternity starts now. Right? It is good now. And when I'm weak, I get to find out, God, how are you going to be strong in me? Isn't that good? That I get the privilege of watching God strengthen me. As long as I let him, he's going to strengthen me. That's why I'm grateful. Number seven, I am grateful because my God is working everything in my life for good. Woo! My God is working everything in my life for good. Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that in how many things? You, want, you know what the Greek word for all means? All. I, I, years of study to come to that conclusion. <laughs> all, it means everything. So it means all your good things, all your bad things, all the crazy things around you, all the mediocre things, all the humbug things, whatever. It means everything in your life, He is going to work for good. And that's exactly what He says. It, and we know that in all things, God works for good for those who what? Love Him. Who have been called according to his purpose. I can be grateful for that. Thankful. See, listen, let, let, let me show, share with you this. There is not one thing that will happen in your life that the goodness of God cannot transform for your good and his glory. Amen. Amen? There is not one thing that can happen in your life that God's goodness cannot transform for your good and his glory. Every single time. 
I'm grateful for that. When a believer looks at their life and things happen bad, a believer doesn't get depressed because they realize something better is about to happen. Amen? You know what I worry about? When things don't go wrong. When people don't talk bad about me. That's when I began to thinking, okay, what's going on here? I better go and pray. Make sure I'm doing something right, you know? See, God is going to turn everything for your good. And that's the great thing about this, is that I can look back. I don't like going through bad things. I'll just be honest with you, none of us do. But I can look back, and you probably can too, and says, well, that didn't turn out that bad, right? That wasn't that bad. Actually, I'm thankful I went through it. Because look where I am at now, because that victory is so much sweeter than what I went through. And if I didn't go through that, I might not have this victory. Listen, guys. We have a lot to be thankful for. And it's not because of what we see, and it's not because of how we feel. It's because of what His Word says. That's what His Word says. You know, the very thing that's crushing your heart right now may one day, one day, you're going to see the faithfulness of God. That's why His Spirit being strong in us is so important. That you're going to see the faithfulness of God. Don't give up. Fight through that depression, that despair. And watch God turn it around. Amen? Number eight. Last one. I'm grateful with everything in me about this one, too. Because nothing can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Nothing can separate me. Romans 8.38 says this. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor either angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither the height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Come on, amen? Now, now listen, let, let, me, let me say something about that. That love is not this, this gushy love that, oh, I love you, everything's going to be okay. That love is powerful. That love is transformational. That love is resurrection power. Guess what raised Christ from the dead was God's love for him. Guess what can raise the dead things in your life is God's love for you. And nothing can separate you from that. Amen? For those who are in Christ Jesus, nothing can separate us from us. And that's the faith seed that God put inside of us. He says, yes, there may be a lot of bad things going on in this world, but I have a God who is bigger than the worst thing in this world. I have a Savior that's the name above every name, and He loves me. That's unconditional. That's a perfect love. That's not the love that we understand. I love you, but do you really love me? No, He just says, I love you, and He poured it out. And it's just for us to receive, for us to bathe in, us to live in, us to talk about, us to praise Him for and thank Him for it. No matter what you're going through, God loves you and has died for you and arose again for you so you can have His life more abundantly. Amen? Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Man! That's a good Thanksgiving week, huh, song? Uh, message, right? Amen? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. 
I don't have to be ungrateful. No matter if you're not seeing everything yet, you can be grateful because of what God's word says. And he says your sins are forgiven. He says that Jesus is praying for you at the right hand of the Father God. He says that your present sufferings are nothing compared to the victory I'm going to bring you. He says, he says as you follow his spirit, your mind will be filled at peace. You know what peace means? Shalom. You know what it means? Nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen. I'm grateful because of that. I'm grateful because that God is for me. No one can be against me. It doesn't matter what you say. You don't have the last word. Amen? God does. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful because God's spirit, spirit works in my weaknesses. And you have no idea how often I need that help because I can be weak. I'm grateful that when I'm weak, Something starts rising up inside of me, building up inside of me because I start praying. Listen, you need to stop Googling what, what's, what's happening in your body, okay? You need to stop Googling everything else. And you stop watching TV and get in your prayer closet, get on your face and suck some rug and watch the Spirit of God rise up inside of you. If you don't speak in tongues, pray for it because the Bible says it builds you up. Man. I'm so thankful for that, amen? You can just tell I just got off on a prayer retreat. But anyway, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that God works all things for my good. It's going to be good. Whatever you're going through, it's going to be good. Don't worry about it. Trust Him. It's going to be good. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that He's going to bring about all those things for my good and His glory. I'm grateful there's nothing that can separate me from His love. Nothing. Nothing. He loves me. He cares for me. I know this life can stink sometimes. I know, I know things can go wrong. But listen, you're in a world that's broken. But you have a God that's not. That who's alive and who's willing to intervene in your life. Be thankful. We have a lot to be thankful for. And we can lift our praise. You know, the devil hates it when you start thanking God in the midst of something that he's bringing upon you. Because he doesn't want you. He wants you to complain. He wants you to be critical. He wants you to be in depression and despair. He wants you to give up and he wants you to fail. But by God, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? Amen. Well, I'm done.